0: Good morning, the Amoa crew, and Sesh might be joining us today, which would be quite fun. So we'll just see if he wakes up in time, if he gets the link. There are lots of there are lots of maybes about the world at the moment. Um, Jono, you look great. I love the hat. Tell me, please, that you're in a high country hut. Tell me that you're somewhere really romantic and far away.
1: Yep, certainly am. Yep, right up in the snow line. It's going to get. We'll have snow here overnight tonight. It's going to come down to 500 meters. But we are, we're up, see if you can see out the window here, overlooking.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's no, pretty cool.
0: Do you want to say the oh. area, sort of roughly uh, where you are?
1: Cannington, so uh, Kennington, which is sort of near Cave and um, Canterbury, yeah.
0: And you're going, what are you up there for? Are you going to go hunting?
1: Well, we've been we've been out yesterday. We saw a pig in two and two fellow, and and we're here just as you're not like,
0: talking uh, about Jacinda Ardern, are you? That wasn't a political comment. No, John. No, we don't. don't make political comments on this program.
1: That's a horse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we never yeah, no, do
1: we that. Don't shoot, we don't shoot horses. <laughs> uh, just just deer and and if we see a pig, we'll. We'll see what Keith does with it, um, but yeah, just just really here having a break. Um, Ruby's taken a week off work, so we spent we spent three, four days with the kids, which was really cool. And then now we're just having two days away with just me and Ruby and Keith up in a hut with our motorbikes. We rode our motorbikes up here, and um, and bought a bunch of gear and. Yeah, we'll just spend a couple of days up here, seeing if we can see anything for the freezer, and just break away from it all.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. It must feel like like New Zealand before all the craziness
1: started. God, I tell you gorgeous. what, it's like if you could live. If we said last night, like if we could live like this, we would just like this is just yeah, like it's yeah, incredible man. living.
0: So you've got a fire in the background and that lovely.
1: Oh, this place fun? is next level. This place is like, there's a fire, there's, what have we got, one, two, three, four, five bunks and a, and a double bed. Oh, it's so nice. And we've got this beautiful fire here. We've got a sweet kitchen, telescope, and then out here, this is real cool. Like, this place is, yeah, it's next level. Look at this, two baths oh, right there. Oh, what? Is this that place
2: what? you were with your kids at times?
0: There was there was a time when you had to teach. Oh, we might have lost him because he's moved away from the um, coverage, James. While he comes back, what about you? What have you been up to this week, man? Aren't you envious seeing that? Wouldn't you like to be um, up there with John?
2: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind going for a bit of a hunt. Um, I don't know what I've been up to this week. Just been playing rugby, uh, coaching kids rugby. We've had heaps of frost down here, so working out in the cold, and yeah. Not much else to be honest.
0: Uh, what about the political side? What about links in with, with the groundswell guys? Any, um, any stuff going on there?
2: Oh, I haven't been doing anything with that last week, this last week anyway. I've been yeah. just busy enough with my own life. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's amazing.
0: What are the animals doing at the moment, all sheltering from the freezing?
2: Uh, they don't mind frost. Mm. They're quite happy with frost. They just don't like rain, cold yeah. rain.
0: Yeah. it's interesting you know it's it's just sort of steadily building to this kiwis trying to pretend it's normal but knowing underneath it's not normal did you Mm. did you see the piece i sent you from the herald today which is all about the police and it's on march the second james yeah i'll put the image up here it's got an image of this policeman between two friends between two other police being taken. And there's a fireman in the background so we know from that 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 was that terrible march the second when they called in and the fire people didn't want to do it against the people they called in the fire and turned a massive hose on the people having been spraying you know all sorts of things like um you know tear gas and um you know what you got sprayed with fire extinguisher gases onto the people and then they got the the hose in and now they're doing on the front page this morning. John are you back? This horrendous article like it's next level communist level propaganda lies and it's saying oh the poor police are suffering from riot fatigue or something. But that was a village of peaceful mum and dads of my friend Rob Martin who was in a wheelchair was there. It was people who mandated jab injured crying out to this group of supposed
1: leaders. Please listen. Hang to on us. a minute. Didn't Jacinda Ardern just say that the parliament grounds is open for anyone well there's another lot of lies
0: and she had this sad little guy with it with a sign saying stop climate change and she goes see we allow protesters we're such a good government it's she all said, this spin. is a
2: place for protest is what she said yeah.
0: <laughs> it's literally all spin it's but all. Only protest
2: lies. Is, it's the narrative it's mm. the key mm. you got to be woke wankers
0: yeah, you protest as long as you pass by our propaganda office and we give a tick. That's James, communism. James, you
2: look young. What's going on? You look like you've gotten younger. <laughs> that's, that's because I've turned around and the this light's just blast, blasting my face now.
0: It's much better, James. It
2: looks great. You look yeah. like about 12 years old.
0: <laughs> sit, sit there every week, James. Look at my
1: that's... hair. I still haven't washed it. <laughs> nice. And I don't know uh, what this is. This is like... John, I told me not to wash my hair, and so I'm not going to wash it.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to see what happens. Well, I used won't to get die. all. I used to get all um like knotty. It's <laughs>
1: like <that>. gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just had too the worst much. Worst thing is,
1: if you wear a hat all the time, then it will it'll likely dread eventually. Because is what happened when I first started playing with not washing my hair. Just because I was lazy when I was, you know, slaving away as a bachelor on the dairy farm.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I ended up with a dreaded mullet. Oh. <laughs>
0: dreaded as in dreadlocked.
1: Yeah, just dreaded itself because you wear a hat, you're always sort of moving your hat and it just knots everything up.
0: Ah, oh, is that one of the ways they get it? I love your hat, Jono. Can I get a hat like that? I really like that hat on <laughs> James's. I'll give you my hat. How's,
1: how's that? <laughs> I'm, left yeah,
0: I'm left out. This is not fair. <laughs>
1: yeah, Go and find a hat, <laughs> Um,
0: What has been going on in your week, Donna, while you were off? We, I haven't got a hat, but I've got this. It says, I think I'll just be happy today. See, mm. it's kind of a hat, sort of a rubbish bin hat. It's a good motto though. I think I'll just be happy today. And I thought, I just want to work with a whole lot of real Kiwis, who we make change, but we we enjoy doing it, and we have a lot of camaraderie and 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 real um real friendship making the changes that need to change in this country because I am so over the lying man, I'm over it. What's on your mind, Jono?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I just um, I so I'm just trying to think of the. So last week we talked, and ah uh, yes, we talked yeah, so, about
0: your sister and a lot of yeah. beautiful comments on Facebook, sending you love and saying yeah. they are thinking of you and your sister. And they appreciated so much your honesty and your vulnerability, the absolute mm. you know thing that we stand for, authenticity. Mm. How is how is your sister, Jonah?
1: Well, I actually went and had dinner with her on saturday night which is quite nice in dunedin we went out to emerson's brewery and had a meal with her and her two kids that was real cool Mm. and she seemed in in good spirits. she seemed like she was finally getting some sleep um i know that she went down to our grandmother's which is the place that we you know grew up in and so um my sister hadn't slept for four days and she Uh. got her grandmother's house and um and she within half an hour was asleep, so it's funny, isn't it? Like you get in the right environment where it's like you can relax yeah. and um yeah she got she got the sleep she needed, so I caught up with her after her rest, and she seemed really good, and it's funny because, um, you know, I really get that she's probably like a lot of Kiwis that may be looking at a vaccine injury like right in the face, you know, like undoubtedly vaccine injured but not wanting to make a fuss at the same time mm. like it's really interesting this sort of kiwi like oh you know no we don't want to make a big deal out of it you know what, what who am, it's only my life you know who, what what do i matter you know like it's it's so silly so you know i really get the sense that probably she won't take it any further and she'll just hope that it goes away and you know He's hoping it does um and she's actually only due in september so um not that far away and uh, it might actually be august so um yeah just really hoping she has a healthy baby and that she can you know all this can be put behind her
0: it's so interesting because uh, you know a lot of the doctors are treating the injured who turn up in our hospitals like that they're saying hey it's just a bit of anxiety it'll go away take some panadol it mm-hmm. is they're playing into that kiwi stoicism well would...
1: that's exactly what she and and she, and you know that started using words like you know um, psychiatric assessment and blah blah oh blah. that
0: is so evil
1: yeah yeah and um yeah definitely she, she couldn't understand you know, and I can't imagine what it, what it would feel like um, being in a, in a position where you're in hospital, there's, you know, you've got clots on your lungs. Like it's not a small issue and, and all the fuss is being made about it. And then, oh no, hang on a minute. No, now you just need to take blood thinners and go home. And you've got psychiatric problems. Those clots on your lungs
2: are caused by anxiety. Oh, who knows?
1: Who knows? But she, was driving home. Oh, abs- and
0: what- uh, J- James is being totally sardonic there. That is so obviously not true. Like it is so not true to anybody to say told
2: that. sardonic.
0: yeah, sardonic. It's a really good word.
2: I, like I just- going on a each week just to learn a few new words. yeah,
1: yeah, like um, yeah, what what would that feel like? i I just can't imagine, you know they how. These are people that we really rely on, and we do like we have a real trust for our healthcare <laughs> you know, professionals. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, no, we'll just sweep you under the rug and and pretend like this never happened. And and any mention of it being a vaccine injury is just you know shrugged off. And oh no, 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 this is just because of what they actually never gave a reason. So I just yeah. I can't imagine what that would feel like, and, and you know, the hardest thing probably is for someone who, um, like I know my sister really well, and she really trusts the, you know, like the literature and the science, and where she's at, is she hasn't done much of her own research, so she doesn't have that backing to be able to assess what's actually going on beyond it being a possible vaccine injury. So for her to get closure on this is going to be really hard unless she does her own research because if you look to the mainstream media for answers, she's going to be back in the pool of, oh, no, there's something wrong with me.
2: Do you know what she'll find out as she looks the mainstream media? I don't know. what, what What's it going to be? Monkey pox? I'm not sure. Nah, no, climate change causes the lung clots.
1: Ah, oh, yes. Well, see, they're already, and this is something really interesting, they're already... FDA have approved the genetically modified genes I've used in cattle to alter them to be able to handle climate change. They've approved those animals for beef consumption. That is grotesque. They are literally trying to kill humans off.
0: What about all those
1: cattle dead in in one state? What was it, like 30,000 cattle overnight died? on feedlots, like, just like that. Steve Oliver was telling me about that
0: last night when we were talking, and he yeah, said it was, it was just, the they were just all dead everywhere. Those feedlots are horrible anyway. But what is it, what is it that
1: causes all of those animals just to die like that? You know, it has it just, to be
0: poison in the feed, doesn't it? It's grotesque well, they what they're doing. The they're word. trying
1: to create food shortages
0: in America.
2: Mm, mm. We don't really know what caused it, but um, it does seem very unusual. <laughs> they reckon it was caused by heat, didn't they? But it seems pretty odd. Like maybe one or two hundred would be really bad. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not
1: thirty thousand. thousand. Yeah, <laughs> they um the guy who d- who was doing that report or the the video mentioned vaccine because they're having to you know vaccinate against all these diseases because of course they're living in their own excrement so of course disease is going to be you know a a real concern and you look at the amount of for instance children that have died from e coli poisoning from beef in the states it's like it's a real problem but instead of looking at the what's causing this i.e having animals eat shit they're not meant to eat like corn and other starches um, that are modified and being modified themselves on a genetic level. And then, and then let's add in there, let's have them living in their own excrement. That's really a recipe for disaster, but that's our food, it's crazy.
0: It's absolutely crazy, John. Do we have food feedlots in New Zealand? I remember a year or so ago, reading about them in America and thinking, that's a horrible way. Cause it's, for people who don't know, it's a horrible intensified way to have all your animals in one enclosed space. Mm. And they don't get rid do. of wandering. Do we have them? And there's Watch only one,
1: one, isn't there? It's right near where I live in Ashburton. There's a place right on the right beside a processing plant, right beside the beach. You look at it from the sky on Google Maps, it's like it's it's hideous. Yeah.
0: It's hideous because why? Just explain to those of us who aren't fully well
1: just across massive the massive concentrations of animals basically living in these in these conditions where they don't move onto fresh pasture everything they're fed is supplement um nothing is in its natural state everything's bought in carried in and they don't get a chance to get away from their own excrement and and dung and urine um so they're just basically living on a feed pad um and that's their life for a very short period of time, and then they're slaughtered.
0: And that, and that, even mm. if you're this selfish that you only think about the meat from that that you might end up eating, that would be so bad for the human body because it would be animals that are so full of stress, so mm. full of cortisol, so unhappy.
2: It Do you just, know who's full of stress? Oh, <laughs> it's
1: a puppy whappy. Oh, it's a puppy whoppy. <laughs> we we actually have to.
0: I think we might have to. Take over the agriculture portfolio. I know I've, I've addressed with this Pete? with you a couple of times before, James,
2: <laughs> um, Minister of
0: Agriculture.
2: I've got I've got a thing to add to that whole. Um, oh wait a minute! Go go. <laughs> we're,
0: we're having a very authentic day today. Where clearly I'm just going to hold the fort and watch um, people come and go yeah. and yeah. stay so, calm. Stay I just calm wanted and to carry on.
2: <laughs> to add, I've just been thinking about it a wee bit last week. And I keep seeing all this information come out. And I to be honest, um, the region egg is actually a wee bit to blame in some ways for it as well. Is like we compare we uh we do actually just compare our whole industry to those feedlots. Like not. I don't think I haven't heard John do this, but I have heard other people they compare it to the worst possible situation. So we compare oh, I see. The farming in New Zealand, we could definitely do it better, as John O. like talks about, and he's quite right. And you know, we, we know this. Um, but you still got to make a buck at the end of it. Um, but the the information we compare it to is quite often from feedlots from America mm. and all around the world. So we're comparing, we're not comparing apples with apples. Like we're not comparing our worst farms would be ten times better for emissions-wise. If, if not more than those feedlots. So we're not comparing actual, yeah, proper data. Mm. And I think that's what happens when you get into these, like the reason I'm saying like this us versus them attitude is like, um, and at the moment, I'm just kind of like blaming Regen Ag, which I'm trying to be a Regen Agger as well. But I'm just saying that some people get stuck in this wee thing where you blame everyone else, but we just got to be like, we've got to realise we've got to be talking about facts. We can't just talk about, propaganda and all this stuff and like that picture we oh uh, no
0: don't don't say that James do you not read the Herald the Herald is dedicated to propaganda day in day out you've got to you've got to get with the new New Zealand the news is now propaganda anything that's truthful is censored. I'm sorry James look John he's so out of touch with where New Zealand's been taken by this enlightened prime minister.
1: Yeah it'll be illegal soon to say anything <laughs> To what do you reckon about you,
2: what I was saying, Jono?
1: <clears throat> yeah, there's, there's really... Um, like, I always ponder what it would look like if people stopped blaming others for, for, you know, everything that goes on in their life. Like, they're, you know, stuck in this victim mentality. Like, what would it look like if we were free of that? Wow, it's really... <clears throat> to me, it would be just incredible. And it would take something, you know? It would take a lot of courage. But I, I think it's like... The, the the go-to default setting is like, yeah, let's avoid doing anything about any given situation via via blaming others and putting the spotlight on them. And I know there's a lot of, you know, talk about what that looks like and there's different terms. What is it like gaslighting and all these different things that I really don't understand? It's it's all just about people avoiding doing, you know, what's important to them or what they what they feel is important. Um so yeah, I'm not I'm not big on blame. I, I'm always, you know, promoting, you know, rather than starting a sentence with with you or they, you know, really focusing on just starting it with I, you know, so then you can do something about it. Um, I think that also the point that you made, James, about blaming or comparing to the worst, and this is where I say like, when you look at for instance, the vegan movement. Um, I always say, if if you're a vegan because you don't like meat, or you have personal views about animal cruelty, fine. But look at where you're getting your information from. Is it the you know really dramatic American-style feedlots, or um, you know really what is it that you're basing that on? But if it's to save the planet, you really want to look at. <laughs> you know the the propaganda and it is propaganda like making people believe that cows are you know causing climate change it's like no they're worse than uh, cars
2: cows are worse than
1: cars What 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 what's that thing i saw this week what we'll do is we'll lock one guy in a room with a cow and one another guy in a room with a car running and see who's you know doing better in the morning yeah it's (laughs) like it's ridiculous to think that cows something that has been you know co-evolved on this planet can be causing it harm it's ridiculous we're what's causing the harm it's it's the how not the cow so i think yeah stepping out of comparing new zealand agriculture to american feed style feed barn style farming is like um it's just a bit ridiculous really like if you look at it there's there's two things that can go that can happen there one is we get caught in this trap of justifying what we're doing because it's not as bad as that. You know that's one of the traps. and then um and that's probably the biggest trap as well. is like you know what what's that I, I use this analogy. It's like if you're running a race with a massively over overweight person and you beat that person. Um, sure you won the race but like look at the competition you know look at what you're comparing yourself to so it's like in this case yeah I don't think it's very helpful comparing what we're doing in New Zealand to anything that's going on in America because it's just so vastly different their GMO push over there is huge, it causes a whole raft of other problems Um, we were you know GE free in New Zealand we're not anymore because I won't say it but Things have been altered on a genetic level in New Zealand now. Um,
0: Say it, Johnno. What are you referring to there?
1: All the gene editing vaccines that mm. we got told was safe and effective. Gene People
0: therapy. still believe that. People still believe what they said at the beginning. It won't touch the DNA. And, and the well, studies coming out are saying the opposite, and they're not being given any publicity in mainstream media. And that's scary because then people wake up like your sister and go, "What have I done?" And I understand her going, "I don't want to think about this," because that is quite a traumatic awakening. But if if we tell the truth, which is what this program's about, we can get them to doctors who have protocols, good doctors, not the rotten doctors, the ones who say, "Yes, you've been hurt,"
1: and what yes, we have things hard, we can like do doing no harm. Like what happened Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Like what? And and this is so similar to. Our agriculture, and everyone that I talk to, you know, it's funny how we don't always, we don't all see it, the correlations between the medical industry and the food production industry, the agricultural industry, and it is an industry, it's a massive industry, um, the, the the first thing is it's like, the, the, the biggest issues that we're facing are all from our tampering, they're all from our thinking we have the answers, you know, when really, you know, perhaps the most powerful thing we can do is just get out of the way.
0: It's so true, John. I mean, last year I think it was Bill Gates put out another book. He's moving on from the injections and all the investment the Gates Foundation's done in um, in big pharmaceutical companies, and he's put out this book on how to how to stop climate change. And do you know what he was advocating? More of the chemicals on the farms, more chemical fertilizers more um, use of nuclear technology which his PR spin department is trying to put out as really safe we know if it's come from Gates Foundation it's not the truth now but it's all about huge money making and this guy has an obsession with tampering with everything on this planet I wake up some mornings and think it won't it won't it will be a good day when when he's old enough to yeah, to stop tampering, whatever that looks like. I just wish you'd I'm back
1: off. That said, you know, we 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 simply can't solve the problems with the same thinking that caused those problems. Like we do, and so to think technology is gonna solve all our problems or digital identities or d- genetic therapy, all of these things, it's like it's just more of the same. It's just more driving this this separation, this lack, this, you know, our bodies are not able. So we need to, you know, inject them with whatever or take all these supplements or, you know, it's like, what? I think, how do we start to have the conversation about actually just how powerful things that already exist in nature are, like the complex symbiotic relationships we have with our food and with each other. Um, and, you know, anyone that follows for instance, like epigenetics is a really great one, new sort of frontier science, really complex, really hard to grasp, because it's not like this abstract or or, or, or um, subtraction model where we pull things apart and analyze them as, as their parts. No, this is, this is a complex interrelationship between everything. And... Once you can see that for what it is, it's extremely intelligent and we just don't have the ability or the understanding to grasp that, these concepts, these really advanced, massively intelligent, natural concepts. It's so far beyond our grasp of technology, but yet we think we're the smart ones.
0: That puts it so well. Epigenetics. It's beyond our genes. And, and, and if you had to define that, Jono, and it is complex to define, what would you offer?
1: Well, it's, it's environment is everything. You know, you are your environment. It's a bit like the old saying, you are the company that you keep. I really like that one. Mm. I actually learned that one from the opening of a Smashing Pumpkins concert. <laughs> uh, and it never really hit me till later in life, like how heavy and weighted that is that you are the company that you keep yeah um but really that's it and so in a world of of you know let's surround ourselves with fear and propaganda it's no wonder we're ill Mm. you know it really takes getting away from it all and switching off the telly and reconnecting with your loved ones to really feel that sense of love and connection again that feeling that you get when you're and you, you know it's really hard to feel unwell when you're loved and connected you know you know that feeling of um Uh, falling in love for instance with someone in a romantic way you know it's really you know think of try and think of someone who's been ill during that phase that that beautiful you know honeymoon phase it's like love really is the answer but um when you're surrounded by fear it's pretty hard to even accept love let alone give it so to me, yeah, the, the whole thing is your environment and that you're just part of that environment and you've got to be responsible for your environment as well. It's another really big thing. Like a lot of people get a, a lot out of maintaining these sort of toxic relationships because they get to be right about them being the problem. Mm. And they, they have someone to blame then. Whereas if if you know you're responsible for your environment and and having your environment be consistent with what you're committed to creating with your life as your life, then you have to be responsible for surrounding yourself with people who empower you and not with people that drag you down.
0: And that word environment is your external environment. I'm responsible in the world. I'm
1: responsible for what I do in the world and the effects I have on on the earth, but also internally. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of Liz. But like what I wanted to say there was like, even that notion external It's sort of, um, and it's valid, like thinking, you know, external circumstance outside of my power or control. um, It's sort of, you know, really we aren't, there is no external, internal, really. Like it's, it's, Mm. unless you want to look at it from the perspective of like, let's say your mind or your thoughts, in which case there's a lot of internal thoughts that, you know, for the most part remain internal. But then if you looked into, you know, uh, frequency and vibration, that stuff emits like that person that can empty a room without saying a word when they open the door. Like, um, so even if we stand in that, there is no external, there is no outside, inside. We are everything. And if we saw ourselves as that, yeah, it it would really take something to be responsible for causing our environment to be consistent with, you know, our commitments and our, and our, you know, purpose and passion and dreams and everything in between
0: so beautifully put Donna. what do you reckon james what do you feel when you hear that
2: oh just trying to take it i was just taking it and saying i just i'm not trying to give an example of that in my own life but i did say what this you're
1: just... surrounding yourself james with you know all of the all of the freedom movement people and you start to like you've shared about it in previous episodes of this Um, conversation where it's like you meet these people and you don't realize the difference you make and they share with you and it's like holy moly and you're getting these frequently it's like yeah you've you've found your environment that is consistent with what you're committed to which is freedom and you know farmers having a say in what they do
2: yeah no i was just i was just trying to you know last week we talked about jeb cinder puppets right and then (laughs) I went out and made this page, which they must have like a wee copyright on that word Jepsen jib- jib- cinder because they started shadow banning it immediately, which is quite funny. Um, but then I was trying to like put out obvious puppet puppet sort of behaviour, but then I realised that all the media is straight up puppet behaviour. I was like, holy shit! Every article could just be—it's nuts. It's literally every single one. It's like, and then we try and blame well, I don't blame, well, yeah, I suppose we do. We're not, we think that these guys, oh, how do they not wake up? Because how can they not see how obvious it is? It's like, well, of course they can't because everything they read is just fake crap. It's like, of course they're going to think that they're in some sort of alternate reality because how could you not if you're reading that garbage you cannot think that you're in the same world as what we are because we just don't read it we're what? like oh that's just crap we won't read that stuff anymore because it's just honestly just fake bullshit it's like the other day oh we need to cut down our reliance on cars oh yeah do you want me to walk to town every time i need to go to town like what do you want me to do um that's not practical <laughs> <laughs> don't support- don't do a burnout so i just to pull that, pull that um plow or that that drill by hand. I'm, I know I'm pretty strong, but I'm not strong enough to pull something that weighs a couple of ton. Like, what do you? Are you guys insane? That is what it is. Like, are you absolutely? They are actually insane. They actually have no idea of what's in the same reality as what we're in. Well, because um, you've
1: just painted, you've just painted it so beautifully, James. Because that is their reality. That's their environment. That's their you know, that is what's so for them. That is the way that the world occurs for them, is that that is real, that you turn the news on, and that gives me a sense of the way the world is. And that's then the way the world is for that person.
2: So Much it's like no if, shit. You just need to turn the news off. Eh? The, and the first yeah, thing these definitely. people need to do, turn the propaganda machine off. We well, actually need to stop calling it news because it's not even, it's just propaganda. Yes. It's just straight up propaganda, that TV, it's like last night. Have you seen night.
1: Anchorman?
0: Yes.
2: Not for years. Anchorman? Oh, yeah, well, it was a great movie.
1: Fantastic movie. I grew up with Anchorman. Um, I think it was the second one, which was like 11 years after the first one, where they, you know, talked about, instead of just having news, it had to be like news plus bulletins and drama and, you know, footage of... You know, heightened stress situations that just grip people with no real reason for that news, like like car chases and all this silly shit that really doesn't mean anything, but just hooks people, hook line and sinker, because of the drama of it all. That's when you know things started to go downhill.
2: Can I give you an example of some of this manipulation we live in? Please. Um, last night we're watching. I don't know if you guys, Steph's like quite likes the comic like. DC and Marvel like shows Mm. so she's been watching the Arrow whatever it is some bloody thing and I started watching it because basically there's not me and Steph just really aren't compatible when it comes to tv shows because um I just really hate the crap she watches but I kind of I can watch Arrow I don't mind Arrow it's like I can slightly get behind it's not too bad
0: is this on Netflix, James? I haven't heard of this oh, I don't
2: even know what it's on, to oh, be honest. Okay. But we had yeah. to, like, flick between... It's quite annoying. We had to flip between series, between Arrow and Flash or something. It was quite annoying. Anyway, I wouldn't be able to do it on my own, but Stephanie's had to do it because it's, like, got to keep the plot. Anyway, they were painting this really scary picture because this zombie apocalypse-type scenario had broken out with all these genetically modified humans from some World War II Japanese thing, superpower they'd been working on and they'd put it into these people and they'd turn into superhumans and they were smashing the whole city down and then there honestly there's this big chopper big scary chopper going doo, 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 through the town and i said steph stop for a second she said what i said see that big chopper right there in that video that's trying to make this scene real scary That's what their government did to us on the 2nd of March. I'm not even joking. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, no, see that massive chopper there, that big military type monster chopper that shakes buildings. That is the type of chopper they had flying over the protesters, peacefully protesting on Mm. uh, March 2nd or whenever it was. And I was like, just for a second, I just thought that's quite interesting. Just to to paint that picture of this movie was trying to make it scary. There's villains flying around. But that's exactly what our government did to its own people. I couldn't, I just like took me a second, took me back a wee bit. Um, Yeah. And she's like, Really? And I was like, Yeah, no, it wasn't a wee helicopter. It was one of those big, scary helicopters and they floored in loud. They were smashing people, they were pushing people over, they were just being bullies. And yeah, it's just, that just took me back basically this this movie couldn't even paint the picture as scary as what they tried to do to its, to our own people and then I realized that um I think our government and our police and all that just they basically police and rule us by fear and intimidation and basically they have like this big facade of what they can do and once they sort of run out of their illusion. They have to use intimidation, like they sort of they, they resort straight to intimidation because they have nothing else. Their illusion's gone. The illusion of power's gone. So they have to resort to intimidation. It's like that's not even that if everyone realized how easy it is to break the system down by just not complying to their crap, how much better would this life be for everyone?
0: You're amazing, James. I mean that you've nailed it. No, really you've nailed it. That's what tyrants do. They lie and they manipulate and they and they try to force, you know, a little bit at first, and then more and more. And then when enough of us say, hey, something wrong with you, the way you're behaving towards your fellow humans is not ethical, it's not moral, and I'm not going along with it, then they just resort to sheer violence. And to read in the Herald this morning, these poor police, the police didn't have to come in on the Freedom Village. It was a peaceful, loving village. I'll tell you what happened. I interviewed Sue Gray coming into the Tauranga electorate, election, by election, and she she and I were talking about, because I wanted people to get to know how courageous she is to have stood up after what happened on March the 2nd, because I turned on, I was sick at home, and I, for three days, you know, they made a huge thing out of that in the press, I was sick for three days, whatever it was, it went, and I was fine, but anyway, I was sick at home that day, and I turned on at uh, 6.30, and there was Sue talking about how Alan had been her 74-year-old partner had been smashed, purposefully smashed three times by a police shield and his hip was completely smashed up and they were waiting for an ambulance. And I can remember like you with the helicopter sound, James, that, that just viscerally went inside my body. Like it, it just hurt so much because I knew that if my, old, if my father had been alive, he would have been one of the ones standing up. He was brave. And, you know, to do that to an older man, and someone like alan who's worked for years for this country and has loved our outdoors and our, our land anyway it just saddened me and saddened me when i was talking to sue she's telling me about that day and um and i said to her afterwards can you send me the footage from that because she said i've got so much footage we haven't had time to edit it and there was a lot of footage so our team worked on that for a week it was a lot to to cut down into the story itself But there was a bit at the beginning where you you hear them coming and you see just all these mums and dads and you hear kids crying in the background and they're storming down the road and it's half dark um the whole thing i'll I'll put it up and you guys can have a look but it just is that feeling james how could this have been sanctioned in our country by this prime minister because it all goes back to the leadership and by the head of the police andrew costa and no wonder these police are traumatized because they now have to live with the wrongdoing they did while the media praises them and everyone pretends it's okay that everyone as in the, the the politicians, oh, weren't they amazing? Weren't they brave? They weren't brave. They were cowardly bullies and they went against peaceful mums and dads and people in wheelchairs. They went against them and they hurt their own people and that will haunt them all the rest of their lives. And that's why they're having breakdowns. That's why they're having breakdowns.
2: To be honest, Liz, uh i can't really i watched a wee bit of that but i just couldn't really watch it because i was there in real life i just sort of i don't really need to keep going over it like i've got a pretty thick clear memory of what it was like yeah and i've just met i've got a memory from waking up five thirty in the morning i think it was to honestly just the building gun with the helicopter and i thought shit and i literally jumped out of bed chucked my gym shoes on put my jacket on, put my two battery packs in my pocket, had my two cell phones just because I knew that it needed to be videoed. And um, then I got down there as quick as I could When I got down there, there's a couple hundred police storming up the street like they're soldiers. I was like, what the hell? And because I was supposed to go down pretty early and clean up this rubbish I'd organized to clean up. They'd actually cleaned it up at three o'clock in the morning. They'd come and got rid of this rubbish. I was like, what on earth? Um, and then... This lady, this female officer, she was just being real aggressive. I was like, well, I need to go in there. She's like, why? Yeah, you're not in there. I was like, why? What rule? What's the law? What, what law am I breaking? You're, you're obstructing us. I said, no, I'm not. Get him away." my way. And so I started scooting past her. She started getting real aggressive. Oh, you're a big bully, aren't you? And I was like, you're the one being a bully. I'm just trying to scoot past you and you're being a dick. And then so I just <laughs> scooted around, carried it's on video. Great. I was sk- scooted around all these police in this big line. I went around in front of them. And then this cop, like, dragged me off the scooter. said, you can't go through there. I was like, why? I need a video. I can hear what you are doing. It's not good. I need to video this so people can see what you're doing. And they're like, no, you don't. So then there was this wee gap behind this church. So I sprinted around this church, come running through, and there was, like, these people ripping down tents, and I was, like, running through it, and they are going off their rocker, like, completely not happy with what I was doing. Videoing this. I need to go back and watch. I don't even know if these videos are still there. I haven't watched them again, but um and they're ripping these tents down you can hear the kids screaming and there's kids in these tents and i was like holy shit this is <laughs> this is messed up and then this guy just goes you're arrested i was like no i'm not i've done nothing wrong i'm just video and he's like you're arrested and he started trying to grab me i was like fuck off so i just keep walking back and then um i just clear it on video and then they throw tear gas um i've got them throwing tear gas i've got them yeah, doing heaps of shit they said they didn't do. And then I had to go, honestly, like four blocks, like way up this hill to get around because I went down the back of the police, uh, tried to go back around the back of parliament and this lady officer. honestly, the lady is one of the nuts ones. She was like off a rocket because I started videoing these buses. They had all these corrections buses parked there and I started taking pictures. She's like, you can't do that. I was like, yes, I can. What are you going to do about it? I'm just taking a picture. And she's like, you cannot do that. I was like, yes I can you what are you going to do about it so I took pictures of these buses and that I've got all of this and then I had to go she she wouldn't let me walk 50 meters across so I could get around the front so I had to go honestly like four blocks up this hill got one of those wee scooters go back down this road come all the way back around just to get around the front again and then I got right into Parliament Grounds.
1: <laughs> just to be clear James you don't need to ask permission to film in public do you? I don't know. No, no, you, no don't. you don't.
0: And didn't we have our Prime Minister standing on the steps the other day, sweeter than butter wouldn't bloody melt in her mouth, saying, hey, these are the people's parliamentary grounds. What happened, Jacinda? What happened, Andrew Costa? You were so brave. Every single one of those Kiwis who stood there, just incredibly brave, like Ed Hillary level brave. Truly, it's it, you hear them storming down. You think, what an amazing nation of actual people the police are despicable those who were there and the politicians who sanctioned it despicable so but the real kiwis what heroes
2: What there heroes! Was some, there was some police um that i would talking to the day before trying to organize to get rid of this rubbish and like there's a big pile of black rubbish bags like a big truck a big truck truckload worth at least and i was like to these guys like oh can we get sort of sorted and he's like well uh so they couldn't they wouldn't pick it up. So I said, Oh well, I'll organise it to get it. Picked. So oh, I had organized it. I'd uh paid someone some money to get it organized uh, to get this truck to come in and get rid of this rubbish. And like it cost me five hundred dollars. God and, Oh wait a minute,
0: this is a river of filth. Didn't everybody keep it dirty there? No, they didn't.
2: The nah, people so who the are council in the world stopped Village. picking it
1: up. And no. then so two... an invoice to the government
2: for that. No, no. No, <laughs> listen to this, it gets better. So there's two officers I was talking to that day. They're actually really nice. I I can't remember their names. I've got them on video, to be honest. And they were really good. And they just said, it's not going to end well. And I was like, well, how could not He said, it's not going to end well. He'd pretty much told me what was going to happen the day before. So I went down and I seen him. And I actually seen them when Alan was getting pushed out on a wheelchair out to the ambulance. And they wouldn't let the ambulance come close enough to grab him. They wouldn't. Nah, so I was there talking to these guys. I said, have you seen what your mates are up to? So I said to these two guys, and he's they were sort of shaking their head, and I was like, well, it's freaking disgusting. Because I, I formed a pretty good relationship with these two officers the day before. Like, I was having a good yarn. I found out about what they were into. Um, they're both into motorbikes and stuff. And we just talk, we just got talking like normal people would. And these guys seemed like not bad guys, and they didn't want to borrow what was going on up there. And it's just... Yeah, it's hard to fathom how how they managed to get people to just flick off that switch of humanity and just act like absolute thugs.
0: Here's the thing each one of those people will be haunted, but they could each put down their badges now and say, I won't work. I won't. I won't. On the 14th of February, um, Casey Hodgkinson, who's, who's a 23 year old in, in that wheelchair, and her brave mum, Anna, Anna and I were saying one by one to the cops, you know, your father. Fought for us to be free on this land to speak our truth or your grandfather or your great grandfather you're betraying them and then we would say things like you're our brothers you're our sisters you you've got to come back to love come over on our side no job no pay packet is worth what you're doing to the people no job is worth this but I have had a friend who had um who had a a, a contact with someone in the in the high level uh, military, like the, the inner, inner circle, like the Navy SEALs version in Australia. And he was in Vietnam and did this terrible stuff. <clears throat> and he was telling my friend that even all these years after Vietnam, you know, like 20, 30, 40 years, he wakes at most mornings, two, three in the morning, and he walks around the house and he hears the sounds and the noises and the he's haunted by what he did. And he said, we thought we were doing what we were told to do. We were commanded to do that that we just had to do it but he said i regret every day following the wrong commands you know because mm. he lost his humanity and it's still haunting him 40 years on and that's what those police will be like they'll be haunted that's,
2: man that's what i said this morning when you said that that when that picture came, ah when that photo of the newspaper comes through i was just like well that's literally they'll be getting ptsd from what they've done not from what the protesters did from their own actions like it's like yeah, that's you true. can't live with yourself when you do shit like that like i oh, know I'm happy to live myself. I stood there (laughs) and videoed it and stayed calm and peaceful. And a lot of other people go, well, why didn't you fight them? I was like, I could have smashed up a few of them, but what good would have that done?
0: You were amazing, James. You were telling people don't throw anything, just stay calm. We'll get through this. You rescued Chantel. And Chantel Baker was really brave. Huge respect to her.
2: Yeah, she's a bit of a she's a bit of a crazy one to be fair she was like running towards the freaking violence i was like i was holding a gun get out of there because it's dangerous like it was actually mm. <laughs> it was literally like a war it, like it sounds crazy to say this but it was like a war it was in a war basically there was like mm. wasn't bullets but there was like bits of wood going throwing through the air and she was like running towards it to like tell people to stop burning the tents and stuff and i was like i just grabbed her and i said you cannot go in there you're actually going to get injured or really like, you know,
0: <laughs> these discussions are so important. And I and I debated whether we put out the Sue Gray footage because it's so powerful. But I, I felt that all those Kiwis getting back to propaganda who seriously believe this government, that the beautiful peaceful protesters were filth and they were violent, they need to see it was the police who were violent. I'm with you, James. The police are in PTSD because of what they did to peaceful Kiwis. <laughs> And that's, that's mm. going to be, that's, this is a really important discussion to have today because they're really trying to do a PR spin job. You know, hey, welcome to the parliament. We love protesters. We did nothing wrong. Poor police. You can see they've actually got their spin department to have three or four um, public stories that they push through all their paid-up mainstream media. And these mm. ghastly paid-up media like The Herald. I was in the shower before we talked this morning thinking, we need some rich dude to buy The Herald. And to actually take it back to being honest news where you put both sides and you report on the jab injured and you tell the stories that matter and you take on the government and say, no, that's a bunch of lies in your press release. Do any of those rich
2: guys have any balls? Because they're getting hounded by the government. Why don't they have some balls and do something about it? Put their money where their mouth is.
0: Let's do a challenge. We'd love to get a whole group of rich guys to put in a bid to take over the New Zealand Herald. Wouldn't that be amazing? And then we'll make it a decent um, publication, get rid of all the bought up journalists. And I'll help train up some decent ones. You need a good sense of curiosity. You need a sense of integrity. You need to care about your country and you need to care about telling the truth.
2: Truth. I was going to say, all you really need to be is honest with integrity. Is that not correct? Mm. Mm. And be able to show both sides, like, yeah, be able to show both sides of a story. Absolutely. Because they just can't do that anymore. They've just completely lost their lost the ability to question the narrative like well i suppose they've sold their whatever well, they sold their sold. yeah that's what they did they sold their ability to yeah um yeah that's interesting i didn't realize we we're going to go, to go there this morning
0: i love these conversations they're so rich i can see that Jono though give us another look out the window i can see Jono starting to pine for the mountains and to get away from just to have a few days where he doesn't think about all the horrors going on in here in New Zealand. Just show no, us again, Jono, because it's so peaceful. This is the Ruby real New actually, Zealand
1: that we all love. Ruby's out there splitting some, cutting up some firewood somewhere. Where is she? There she oh, is. is not she cool? Out there. And this is our beautiful view. Oh my god. that's. Gorgeous. They just put a
2: wire around it, Jono. Well,
1: yeah, there's cattle up here.
2: Oh, there is. <laughs> yeah, there's
1: there's.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. Oh, after talking about all that, that just makes me feel so peaceful. It just reminds me of what matters. It really matters. Yeah.
2: You, but, you know, know that know, video you shared from sesh Yeah. That's quite funny, yeah.
0: Which which one? The one on the monkey pox or the one on Jacinda I do hypocrite. Yeah.
2: Hypocrite. So what's it? That, that lady with the pink hair is it Susa, Susa, something Susie? Susie
0: wiles Susie wiles she's
2: a piece of shit
0: oh she's just she and michael baker michael baker on tv last week going look i think we should double down on wearing masks and actually i think we must make all our kids wear masks it's like i want michael baker in a white scientist jacket with sponsored by pfizer sponsored by gates foundation
2: what a piece of shit like it's Susie awesome. Wiles going, oh my God, all these anti vexes saying that my choice of being pro-abortion is so hypocritical because it's not hypocritical because I'm just having opposing views and it's not hypocritical to do opposing views at the same time. It's like, we're not anti-anything. We're <laughs> pro-choice, you fuckwit. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I don't give a shit. If you want to go get triple boosted, go get 10 boosters, do it. I don't give a shit. Go boost yourself to the max. I'm not going to do it. You go take 10 of those booster babies and then go see what happens to you. I'm not going to do it. Um, Hey, here's something we haven't discussed yet and it's really relevant right now.
1: Dating. For people that are dating now, this adds a whole nother level. Like my little brother, he's seriously been like dumped or cancelled by people because he's not vaxxed.
2: At least he's got a brain.
1: Isn't that insane though? Like... All of a sudden yeah it, it really impacts the date the dating world but that's can, we just, am I can st- we just am i unpack- still on
0: here i was just told that i was cut out from the zoom but can no, you guys still hear me oh that's <laughs> interesting. can we just
2: unpack susie Wilde's thoughts though right she's okay. pro the freedom to choose to abort your baby right and that's fair enough if she wants to believe it that's fine but you can't be pro choice but then when it comes to getting a jab, you're not pro-choice. Like, how the fuck can you have those two opposing views?
0: It's just such a joke. Even Jan Logie from um, from, from the Greens was so pathetic. I can't believe I ever voted for them. I did once vote for the Greens. Never again. Never. Um, and she's going, oh, Te aroa is a country where you should have freedom of choice over your own body. And that was in the Sunday paper. I'm going... What is she missing? We had the Freedom Village people right below <laughs> saying, that's what we want. And Jan Logie, you never came down the steps and endorsed that. <clears> There's <throat> such a weak need bunch of followers. Just put Can up we... the latest in- issue. Follow it. Do you know what we should it. do?
2: I reckon they get Susie Wiles and that. seems like they're so pro-choice. We're pro-choice then to get, like, boosted to the head or something. Like, straight... <laughs> take the fourth shot to the brain or something like, what do you what what do you think you're talking about god oh, that's yeah. scary
0: if if Pfizer came out and said now our research shows boosting straight into the brain is the best way to be safe from COVID <laughs> I'm now thinking how many how many Kiwis would actually take that on oh some just of them would <laughs> That's incredible. But, you know, on the dating app thing, Jonna, there is hope for your wonderful, brave brother because this vital, alive, really amazing woman, she's just off to a course to learn about food because she wants to be able to have food security and and help Kiwis have that. She rings me the other morning on her way into a course and says, I'm going to start a dating app and it's going to go all around the world and it's for people who haven't been jabbed and they can meet one another. (laughs) It's going to be really important.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Have you seen the birth rates in Germany?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, look at that. Yeah. And that's still behind like another nine months is really going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's going to be really important for the future of the human race. I think so. That might be a discussion for next week. We were going to have Sesh on today, but I reckon that he has slept in. I'll take him on about that later. <laughs> uh, but um, but I'll try again for next week, guys. And we, I think we'll go out on that Sesh piece that you brought up, James. Um, we'll put that in the edit. It's been a, a really interesting discussion. And I love the way Amoa goes in directions. None of us ever expected it to go.
2: <laughs> Do we not stick to a propaganda line? Well we we were offered
1: we were offered the bribe what so you can the, if, you, if
2: they offered you 53 million would you still would you sell your soul no
0: nope
1: nope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. why why that's what i mean you, what is why would, what is why,
0: yeah
2: integrity revolves on borex why would you sell, your soul. You o, you sell your
0: soul what what would stop you from selling your soul
2: having a soul it? having a
0: conscience
1: yeah well yeah integrity. it's like um it's it's not it's not easy to maintain and you know there's going to be times in life where it's going to be like i choose between my integrity or this quick hit of whatever the gratification is whether it's financial or fame or glory or whatever you know whatever it is the poison it never pays. It never pays off when it's calling your integrity out. You know, it's like um, you know, to all of those that have done like me, um, plenty of drugs in their time. I, I later discovered it all <laughs> it is is it's it's just borrowing happiness from the future.
2: Oh my god, Jono, that's cracker. What? Yeah, I used it's
1: to do
0: lots so of drugs. True. It's so true. It's like you've got a bank account and you're and you're taking it into right, overdraft.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. And then you've got the come down for two or three days and it's just terrible. And you wonder why you ever bothered. Those policemen are just in that pack and that and that part, you know, that's where they're at now is like the the wake up, the hangover. At the time, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just do what I'm told. Oh, yep, sweet. I'm going to, yep, I'm doing good. I'm doing the good thing. Hang on a minute, This isn't that
2: good. And then you wake it's up. Like to it, it is literally just an integrity test, this whole <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there was a lovely article I read, actually. I think Liz shared it about, you know, thanking thanking the unvaccinated. And it was like, did you guys read that? It's pretty yeah. pretty well written. Can we put a link to that in this chat? We will. Yeah. It's a really good yeah. article.
2: There was this girl I met, um, and she's one of the rugby guys. I'm playing rugby with a whole bunch of younger guys now. And um, oh, they would only be like in their early twenties. And she's like, Oh, Farmer James, you've met my my dad at like a meeting, and I was like, far out because I meet so many people, it's crazy hard to remember. And I was like, You're gonna have to give me another clue because I'm just struggling, and then I, and then I did remember. And then she was just saying how she felt so alone because she was, you know, she was only 21 or I don't know how old, not real old. Um, and she was going to university. None of her friends were making this, none of her friends were brave enough to make that choice. And then you shared that article um, about thinking, the ones that hadn't been vexed I think, whatever it was, and I shared. I she had to. I had to track her down on Facebook. It took me a wee bit of stalking to like. Can't remember, I couldn't remember her name. I had to like go and I was like, oh right. And I found her. I finally found her. I found her dad. Then I found her, and then I um shared it. I sent it to her on Facebook just to because I was like I seen it and I was like I actually thought straight of what she said, and then she just cracked up and just thought you know like because she just felt real isolated basically because she was one of the only brave ones in her. Age that had not had a free thinking mind and could make that choice and yeah, like it's just those powerful <laughs> those powerful moments when you realise that you have done it. Well, I don't know if you've done it for the good, but you've just been able to be brave enough to make that choice and stand on your own and not be bullied into doing something you'll regret later on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was just it was just a powerful moment to see this young girl just like be empowered. I don't know. I just thought it was quite cool. Um, that that's she was brave enough to make cool. that choice because you're right there's so many other all your mates get jabbed oh i don't want to but i'm going to do it anyway it's like well just mm. don't do it and i understand that's that's the
1: pretty... same as drug culture like like oh everyone else is doing it why aren't you doing it
2: i do to be well, fair i'm being a bit of a dick because some people didn't really get much of a choice they got bullied into it to keep their You know their job, which pays their mortgage and all this stuff. There's
1: always a choice, James. I I have I just have to say it.
2: There is a choice, but it's always a choice. Yeah, it's hard to see, definitely. Mm.
1: And and people, you know, it's it's natural to to see or to not see the choice in choosing to not do what your employer says. Like people think that you know your job, and like sure pretty important right to have a you know an income and I look around at the people that are so you know not happy where they're at, but it's a story for another discussion, but you know it's always a choice there's no job that's worth you know your health and your and your you know vitality so you know even those that say, oh I've got a mortgage <laughs> there's still always a choice that doesn't yeah, there matter.
2: is but yeah, I think we've got to have some sort of uh Yeah, I don't know what the right word is. But it.
1: it's still it's still hanging out in blame otherwise. Oh, there's my kettle oh, on.
0: <laughs> I know where you're going with that, it, James. Some it's just compassion. it's just
2: a tough when you've yeah. been when they're in these propagand when they're being propaganded <laughs> like the, gov, the like the media does and they they just can't see. I don't think they can see. another way out. I just I'm just saying it's a tough decision. It's a tough position to be put in. And Mm -hmm. it's all well and good us saying this now. But at the time we didn't realize you know, like we we sort of on the higher ground now, but we didn't know that's where we're gonna be. We could have you know, like I'm just it just it's hard just to blame people. I'm just I'm just Mm -hmm. yeah, aware that some of them felt like they had no other choice. It was like going to war. Mm -hmm. They had to line up and go to war and they didn't get a choice in the matter and that's how they th- that's how they feel,
1: and we probably felt like that too, right? Like when when it came to like there were times where I thought, shit, you know, like a I remember this one time this van pulled up slowly outside my house, and I thought, this is it. they're coming to take me away, you know, like <laughs> I'm off to the concentration camp yet. But not yeah, if I have my
0: way, or we have our the, way.
1: That's the fear, like shit. If I don't, I, I could be. Taken away and put in a concentration camp. You know, it's the same as oh, if I don't, I might lose my job, or if I don't, I might. You know, there'll be plenty out there that felt they had to do it for their marriages. I guarantee you.
2: No, it was pretty awkward when I had to come back in the change uh, in the rugby changes sheets after, like, because obviously I wasn't allowed to play, and then all of a sudden I was allowed to play, and then everyone else clearly was jabbed Mm because everyone else was already training. (laughs) Then I rock up and I played like the second most gains for this club in its history and rocked up and everyone like you sort of like the outsider. And I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting position to be put in. And they're like, Oh, well, you would have got jabbed if Jacinda, if, 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 um, if Luxton was in, you would have got jabbed. I was like, I was like, I, I sort of, I, I played their game away, and I said, Oh, I might've got jabbed before I went up to the um protest and realized how many people have died from it. I said, I, I might've, I might've, but, Knowing what I know now, I just feel sorry for you guys because I've had hundreds of people come up to me and tell me about their loved ones dying, and you've got to be mm. joking if you can't see that. And then they're like, "Oh, <laughs> like I played this stupid game of, oh, maybe I might have played that, or maybe I might have been dumb enough to do that, but I wouldn't have. I like the game I love. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get jabbed to play that. Mate's like, oh, we'll, we'll just do it so you can play rugby. It's like, what's rugby really?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is
0: such a special broadcast. I, I, I actually I actually want to watch this back and listen to the way you've both just spoken. Because you know what you were saying, James, before about, about the, you were going, I don't know what it is, there's something that we have to feel. Well, they were in a pincer movement between total being bullied, you'll lose your job, you'll lose your life, you'll lose your kids, you'll lose your home, whatever. And hey, it's safe and effective, safe and effective. So it's a pincer. It's like they were, and you had to push the push the politicians away and you had to do what we said earlier, turn off the news and go, I'm not listening to the news. La, 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 la. I'm not listening to their lies,
2: Quite but hard, it's really though. hard
0: to do. And then you had yeah. people around you. I mean, I was, I, I, you know, I didn't get to have Christmas day with, with the wider family because of that. You know, how many of us went through that and Christmas day felt really sad. And when I was told mm-hmm. the other day that I'd be included in the wider family, I had this weird reaction. I burst into tears, you know, and I went to the bathroom and I went, why am I crying? And then I came out and said to one of my children, it's just weird when you've been through apartheid, when you've been through segregation, it's really emotional mm. to be invited back. It had just a, a reaction that went not through my brain. It went just out of my body. It's, but, you know, it's incredible. We've talked about love and we've talked about truth telling all the stuff that matters. And that beautiful young girl and your brother, Jono, maybe mm. we can get them together. She sounds amazing, a 21-year-old. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to get on to that dating app site and, and get that out there so so that these young ones who, who've who gone through this hell and been this brave, you know, they can get together. They'll immediately have something in common anyway and, and that suffering has brought us together. We wouldn't have been friends without this and I just value well, this. Well, you voted for friendship. Greens.
2: I can't even believe I'm <here>.
0: <laughs> i voted for every single party which puts me in the best position to say i'm not i'm not just a party loyalist you've got
2: john has got photos with, yeah. with horse face hugging
1: her and stuff oh, come on kissing that's not and stuff. a nice way to talk to your prime minister
2: <laughs> I, was, I wasn't talking about her i was talking about that oh <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah
0: I love your compassion. What an amazing talk. I am seriously going to have to end now because I'm going out to um talk to the nurses who are having, uh, today's the day, they're beginning this. their stand outside hospitals. So if you know of any nursing friends, ask, are you going to stand outside the hospitals? When's the next one? Today is the first one. We've got to support our nurses. Oh, they're doing
2: quite a few, are they?
0: They're doing quite a few. And they've started a new nurses organization. I talked to the head of that she rang me and just sounds incredible and they're just saying all these lies have to stop and all the stuff we're seeing has to be put out there so our kiwis are getting braver and I get so many messages saying a moa makes me feel a matter of authenticity each week makes me feel included I love these guys they're just such, so honest and brave and then I feel braver lots of messages
2: like that it's so me blocked up though It's so shadow banned. It's so hard to share. Like, if I share it, I only get a couple hundred reach. I shared that picture of the nurses thing, got 14,000 reach last night. Yeah. Um, If I share a moa, it might get 700.
0: You have to ask everybody to um, share it person to person, person to person, group to group. What about if we shared
1: it and like took out little snippets and done little sub publications? Like, we talked about what it would look like to buy the Herald. Well, why don't we just like, Offer up some of our truths as little articles, and see if we can share it in a different method that might get a bit more reach. I don't know. That's a nice thing talk about. That only good. sounds
2: good because I have no idea how to do that. And we're going to have to leave it to someone else, and that's just. I'll
0: talk to <laughs> I'll talk to our social media team and get them onto it. Have a look at our Instagram page under Free and Z. We're doing lots of little one minute cuts, and they're, mm. they're really working. Like they're really. I think, people- um,
1: and also, just before we finish, sorry to interrupt, Liz, I just want to sh- put a huge shout-out to the Voices for Freedom in Omaru area. Every time I go down there, they're out with their signs, and it's, awesome. so, it's so cool driving past. i always just, like, on the horn, like, yeah! <laughs> and my, and it, gives my, it gives my kids, like, a sense of, because that's their hometown. It's like, they're not alone. They can they can think that there's others that, you know, share in, in our vision for freedom. It's like... Um, it's really cool so a big shout out to omaru voices for freedom
0: well done omaru voices for freedom i love Omuru. i went to a great seminar there i'll tell you about that next week it was run by this guy john fruit <laughs> lovely to see you guys Thanks, <laughs> you guys Bye. Bye.